Welcome back. It's the Internet of Things podcast, and I am your host, Stacey Higginbotham. And this is your co-host, Kevin Tofel. And Kevin is apparently feeling grinchy this year, but <laughs> for the holidays, we know that you're probably going to get a couple connected devices if you're listening to this show. We hope you get them. We do. We hope you get them, unless you don't want any. And then, you know, we're glad you're listening to the show anyway. And since... Since this is going live on Christmas Eve, we wanted to do a special holiday podcast in which we briefly spend a few moments with you to sing a few carols, drink a little eggnog. I'm just kidding. Kevin's like freaking out. He's like, there was no singing. I was reaching for my glass. (laughs) He had me at eggnog. (laughs) He's like, I'll drink eggnog and then maybe I will sing. Uh, No, we wanted to do just a quick kind of like, this is our Christmas gift to you guys, which is which is actually kind of a downer. We're going to assume that you might have some trouble setting up your connected (laughs) devices. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Um, Yes. So in case we're, we're also going to assume that we're going to try to help you out before you get into trouble. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to share our advice when we're setting up connected objects and devices. What do We, we do? We've gone through all the pain point for years so that you don't have to. That's our hope with this show. So here we go. Starting out, Kevin, you want to go with with your your first tip for people? Right off the bat, you've got to have patience and time put aside if you're going to be connecting new devices, whether they're add-ons to your existing system or just a whole brand new system. I mean, I was joking with Stacey before the show, this is not the kind of project that you're going to want to do in between, say, Christmas dinner and dessert. Make sure you give yourself plenty of time and have patience uh, you know, these devices upon startup, sometimes they're, they look like they're ready for you to add things. You know, maybe you've got a hub or a bridge and it's like, let me add lights, let me add this, let me add that. Just make sure you wait. Sometimes they have LED indicators, sometimes they don't. Just be patient and follow instructions and you should be fine. All right. On that note, you need to read the instructions and you mm-hmm. need to have your tools at the ready. So I am so guilty of this. I am often like so excited. I grab it out of the box and I start trying to install stuff. And then I've got like my hands full of stuff. This is really important for like things that involve light switches, locks, actual physical installs of products. But um, make sure you have your tools ready. Like that includes your phone. If it for some reason is still like back in the early or late 2000s and has only a web app, that might mean your computer. So read the instructions, make sure you have your tools ready, Um, screwdrivers, if you need to turn off the power, my God, turn off the power. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, start your install. Don't be too afraid to do any of those things. It's good. Exactly, exactly. And then once you really get going, the first thing I do with just about any device that I add to my house I always check and see where in the app or where in the settings firmware version is appearing. And usually you will see a check for updates in there. Always check for updates before you even start adding devices to other devices. It's it's a simple process. You might follow instructions to the T out of the box for a device, but it still doesn't work. What's usually the culprit? Firmware. Maybe something has changed and the instructions have been tweaked or so on and they don't apply anymore because the firmware has been changed. So I highly recommend making sure on every single device that has firmware that you make sure you update that firmware before you really get going. Also with this, compatibility. Make sure your device actually works with your device. So (laughs) I can't tell you how often I've been like in the Google App Store or Play Store 
bad me, um, looking for an app for a device only to find out that it only works with iPhones. And I'm like, ah, and I, that's not a big deal. Cause I also have an iPhone, but if you don't, you're going to be kind of sad. And actually that probably should go before the other one, because once you've opened the box, you're going to be like, now nah, I can't return <laughs> it. This is going to be the worst regift ever, but that's, that's something you should check. Always and just, just to add to compatibility, a lot of these products right on the box, they'll tell you what hubs and bridges and other products they work with. So just make sure, again, like Stacy said, before you even open it, just make sure that you know device A will work with device B. If it says it's compatible on the box, you're good to open and keep going. Yeah, because what if it's like, I'm sorry, mom, but what if they're like, I heard you like connected devices, so I got you this connected device. And then you're like, oh my God, but this only works with the... The Wink Hub, and I have a Smart Things Hub. Oh, I mean, yep. this would not be a problem for me, but for other people, it could be an issue. <laughs> this is true. So I, I know Stacy doesn't want me to say this one, but I'm going to say it wait, anyway. Wait, don't say it yet because we what? forgot. Oh yeah, okay. This is the, this is so under duress, you guys. So no, under it's duress. not. Stacy's still upset that I haven't installed the. Um, I believe it's Bluetooth. The uh, they're not. Bluetooth. They're Z-Wave. The Z, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Stacy is still upset that I have not installed the Z-Wave lock set on my front door. But it actually, I have tested it. And that actually is a good thing for this list of things to consider. I already know that the lock set works because I took it out of the box, I put the batteries in, I set it up on my um, with my phone, and I was actually using my phone to lock and unlock the door lock, even though it wasn't in the door. And I say this because why bother taking out a lock set, putting in a new one, only to find out it doesn't work. Maybe you didn't put the batteries in right. Maybe you didn't set something up right. Maybe there's a switch inside. So just test things before, if you can, test them before you actually install them. I don't think that's a bad thing. I say it under duress because it's (laughs) not hard to install and uninstall a lock. And you can change the batteries once it's on the door. Okay. Also because, yes, I'm mad at you for not installing the locks I sent to you. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving right along. Also, Kevin brought up this, which is really good point about order of operation in installs. Mm. So once once you've performed our very dull and very serious checklist, um, which will save you time and trouble, start with like, especially with things like light bulbs, start like, what, what was your tip there? I, well, I said start in the center and work your way oh, out. Right. Yeah. So meaning, you know, everything's going to run off a more than likely a central hub or a bridge or multiple hubs. Don't don't start putting light bulbs in into sockets and turning them on and then going to do the hub. You could end up, you know, having those light bulbs listening for a signal and then they time out and then maybe you have to find out on Google what the reset process is, which can be hellacious. Don't do that. Start with the hub, the central nervous system of your smart home and work your way out to the edges. Right. Or you can read the instructions. Uh, that too. That too. Th- that that will help help solve that problem. But if you are installing like a hub and you also got extra devices to go with the hub, this mm-hmm. this will also help you. Absolutely. Okay. So that's the like. Hey, and let's say you do all that and everything works. You can stop right there, and you could just be like, "Hey, Kevin, Stacy, nice to spend some time with you. Now I'm going to go drink my nog." But say you have some problems because that totally happens. I'm sorry yeah. to say. Never. Kevin, we should have done this whole thing in rhyme. <laughs> it could have been like Dr. Seuss does Christmas. We're not going to do it now. I don't no. have enough. I don't have enough. You know, I don't have enough eggnog in me for that. Exactly. Um, okay. So if you have a problem, here are some really good suggestions. If it's a Wi-Fi product, 
Check mm. your Wi-Fi signal where you're installing it. Because this actually just happened to me when I was installing the Roost smart detector, smart smoke detector thing. I was too far away from the Wi-Fi hub. And mm-hmm. it was just like, I won't, I won't install, I won't install. And it wasn't really great about telling me why. It just was giving me these weird beeps because it's a battery. It doesn't have an indicator of anything. So I was like, what is going on? But it was just too far away from the Wi-Fi. So it just didn't know what to do. So I moved closer. It figured it out. And if you want to check your Wi-Fi signal, Kevin has recommended a wonderful app called Wi-Fi Analyzer. Well, and to be fair, there's lots of apps with that same name. So just dig around in either the iTunes store or the Google Play store, find any of the Wi-Fi analyzers, or just hit related apps and you'll find a bunch. Um, they're fantastic to figure out your actual signal strength. Not, you don't, don't go by the, the wireless bars on your phone or something like that. Figure out the graphs and, and take a look and see what the actual signal strength is and signal noise ratio and all. All that information is available right in these apps. Yes. And the theory here, most of the theories I should tell you, like most of the troubleshooting stuff here is really like your network is having problems. There, All of these are going to be like network related and interference related. Very much so. Yep. So... Next troubleshooting issue is also Wi-Fi related, and that is a lot of these devices only work on the 2.4 gigahertz network, and sometimes your phone or your home Wi-Fi router isn't set up to work with both 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks, or maybe you're only trying to connect to your home's 5 gigahertz network for some reason. Mm -hmm. So just double check to make sure that the device is connecting to your phone or your home's 2.4 gigahertz. And the reason I'm saying your phone or your home's is because sometimes these devices create their own little Wi-Fi network to set up and link to your phone to authenticate before they set up to your home's Wi-Fi network. That's actually how the Amazon Echo works. Ta-da! Yep. So that was kind of complicated, but it's actually not hard to do, and it's just a really easy thing to check. Yep. Absolutely. So when you're adding all these devices, I mean, you're adding complexity to your your smart home. So if you've already got existing stuff, you know, it could be that some of your existing gear is interfering with your brand new gear. So what you could do, not to create more setup hassles for anybody, you could actually undo some of your existing gear and see if that fixes your problem. It might only give you more information. It might not actually solve your problem because once you put your existing gear back, you you may still have problems. However, you've been able to isolate what the issue is at that point and then you can decide on what the next steps are. And sometimes actually when you're setting up, when you unplug your existing gear during the setup process, you can, a lot of times I've unplugged it and then been able to plug it back in and it's fine Mm -hmm. once everything's set up. Right. Don't ask me why this works, but it does. (laughs) Someone listening to our show might be a networking genius. I'm sure there there are networking geniuses who do listen to the show, and they can maybe write in and explain why this works, but it does. Don't ask me why. So that was kind of the Wi-Fi stuff. Here comes the like Zigbee and Z-Wave stuff, because this is kind of a special class of like, because they are still out there. So both of these networks are special because... You can only have one, like the Highlander. There can only be one. (laughs) Every Z-Wave device can only be on one Z-Wave network. So if you have a Z-Wave object on like one hub, it will only be on that hub. You cannot transfer it to another hub unless you uninstall it from the pre-existing hub. This is important. 
if you want to switch it from one hub to another, but it's also important if you buy a device that maybe is used or for whatever reason may not be connecting to your hub. The best way to troubleshoot it is to exclude it from, so is to exclude it from your hub or device you're trying to connect it to, or to do a hard reset of that device, like the device that you're trying to connect, we'll call it the new device, and then try to reconnect it to the device. That was kind of complicated. So let's say I got a Z-Wave door lock. And I'm like, oh, you, this, had to use, you had to use door lock. I did. I did have to use the door lock. <laughs> Let's say I actually installed my Z-Wave door lock Ow. in a door. Because, you know, I'm a good friend <laughs> who appreciates gifts from my other friends. Anyway, so I've installed my Z-Wave door lock. And I'm like, oh, crap. I actually installed this in the door instead of tested it first. What an idiot I am. I should have listened to Kevin. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. And it's not it's not working. The first thing I would actually do is move my hub closer. So if if it's at all possible, I would move the hub I'm trying to connect it to closer. If I can't do that, or if it's already close to it, I would then say, well, crap, it's as close as it can be, and it's not connecting. So then I'm going to try to reset the device. So I'm resetting the door lock. Hopefully there are instructions on the lock that say, hey, to set this back to manufacturer's instructions, do this. That's the best case scenario. So do that. And then you should be able to add it. If there is not that option and you're trying to connect it to a hub, almost all hubs that you buy, like Wink or SmartThings or even Lowe's Iris actually has somewhere in their commands a way to get to the Z-Wave exclusions. So under wink, you go into the hub commands and then there's a Z-Wave section. You go under the Z-Wave and there's an exclusion button and you hit exclude Z-Wave or Mm -hmm. Z-Wave exclusion. I can't remember what exactly it's called. You hit that button and you wait for the little hub light to go on. And then you hit the Z-Wave button on the lock and it'll send the radio pairing command. And then the light on the hub will blink and then ta-da, magically it is unpaired. And then you will be able to pair it to your network. So basically, very binary system. But all you're doing is basically saying, you are no longer joined to a network. You are now free to join another network. Um, And that's exactly what you do with Zigbee devices. So that is like, for those devices, that is the way, that will solve like 90% of your problems. The other 5% will be solved by either adding a repeater or another Z-Wave or Zigbee device like in your mesh network, because that's what these are doing. They're creating mm-hmm. a mesh network or moving your hub closer. And then to kind of wrap this up, and this is, I guess, a very commonsensical thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. The internet is your friend. And I mean that by saying there are tons of user forums for these products. There are support sites for these products. When I needed to figure out how to reset my Osram light bulb, because I couldn't get it to connect to my Wink Hub for anything after uh, you know a firmware update or something, I had to go online and find out how to reset it. And sure enough, that information is out there. You might have to dig. I really had to dig for the Osram stuff. But you know, go into the product forums and stay, I guess, informed with those groups. Follow along because any problem that you're having, I can almost guarantee 
that somebody else has already had that problem with that product and hopefully they've got a solution out there that's very simple. So I've also found a lot of these communities to be super, super helpful because for the moment, smart home people, it's a pretty small group, small but growing. We're very enthusiastic, but there's not many of us. So go out there, go to the forums, use Google, and you're going to find a lot of your problems will be solved just by finding that information. It is true. And hopefully... All of this information will be utterly useless to you because you will have right. a worry-free, a fun, a delightful, enjoyable experience with your new connected devices. And that is where we will leave you. Or we could sing. That's where we will leave you. Deck the halls with <laughs> boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Kevin! Pass the eggnog. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think I'd get him to do it, but it was always, I was hoping. I was hoping the guilt over the locks would do it. All right. Well, thank you. We're going to skip the guests this week and let you guys rejoin your families and have fun playing with your new connected devices and yeah, eat some cookies and enjoy yourselves. We'll see you next week with our take on CES and what's to come. Stay tuned and enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.